Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. The state, and I know I'm a slave. We can make a break, break the power, break the power. All right, we are live. Hello, welcome to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 340. Tonight, we are just coming off the heels of our appearance on the Lions of Liberty podcast. And um, just one of the, for all our new listeners, just, uh, you know, uh, we're uh, happy to have you here. But uh, tonight, uh, we are joined with uh, Jared Schneiderman. Hey, guys. James Babb. Hello. And special guest tonight we got chris coffer Kofer. did i do that right <laughs> Kofer, damn it did you do that on purpose <laughs> yeah, he did. no i didn't you I'm, just, I'm just really i literally no, posted I about I, that a week ago i know i was like right, i'm gonna call you chris funny right. i'm sorry my bad you told me explicitly good, not man. to do it and my my autistic brain just automatically just called you that so my bad and I uh the chris gr- coomer coomer all right well there you go that. <laughs> and also we're joined with uh, the great pete quinones hey how's it going everyone it's going good oh, right on tonight guys where's this streaming where facebook yeah. youtube face uh, twitter twitter Oh, everywhere that matters. <laughs> well, yeah, but now we got everywhere the now we got Pete on the show. We sh- we're going to be canceled any minute now. So enjoy <laughs> it while yeah. you can. So it will be a MeWe exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> this is going on Parlor. That's it. Right. Oh boy. Nice. But um. Oh, James, I meant to tell you. Oh, I I completely forgot. But I want to show you that I'm uh my drink I got tonight. What do you What are you drinking? Or what do you or are you just are you just smoking right now? Uh, I'm drinking some Cigar City High Ally because I'm in Florida. And this is oh, okay. basically the only thing that you can get here, evidently. <laughs> well, that's cool. not a bad choice. All right. What do you I, got? I'm, he- I'm hearing got audio. The- I'm hearing audio from like 60 seconds ago. I'm going to shut. I'm going to shut down and come back in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, that 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 feed that that uh lag on it sometimes it does that. It was just, it was doing that when I was doing the introductions. It was like lagging. I'm like I don't know what's going on here. I start hearing it, but then it went away. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Strange. But yeah. Ah, well, whatever. It's, All right, what are you drinking? What is it? Top notch podcast we got here, guys. <laughs> I got uh, the 80 Mile IPA. All right, it's uh, from Charlottesville, uh, three notched, and uh, my brother came over last night and gave it to me. It's uh eight. I think it's like eight point eight point six percent. So I just wanted to let, let you know that I'm I, even though I do have a white claw, <laughs> I am drinking right. something good. All right, I'm drinking and water. Chris, I was gonna say, it looks like Chris is drinking moonshine, moonshine. out of a mason jar. Yeah. So that's pretty hardcore, dude. <laughs> and he's just Sam, drinking it like it's water too. It's like right. wow. I know. I was like, uh, you did it before when we were uh, before we went live, and I was just no. like, I wonder if that is moonshine. Right, he's back. Pete is uh, returning. We sounding good. Yep. yep. All right. So Sa- Sam said that was probably the feds that was doing that. So as always, it's always the be feds. They're always <laughs> sixty seconds behind anyway. So <laughs> or Simon <laughs> Wiesenthal, who knows? 
Dude, it's, it's, it's great to have you guys on the show. Um, I was watching the documentary again today, and like it's got it's got so many of our favorites in it. It's just like I can't even I couldn't even count the number of people, current or from our current you know folks, and then quoting all the previous generations and stuff. It was like it's, it's quite a lot of material in there. So congratulations. So, thank you. It's it's one of those things where. If you were only going to be able to show somebody one film about, uh, you know, libertarianism or anarchism, you know, that would be uh, a good thing to do. Cool. Yeah. So if uh, if you if you like live on a rock on Mars in a cave or something right. with your eyes shut and your fingers in your ear, uh, you would know that the uh, documentary we're talking about is the Monopoly on Violence, which what, debuted last year. Uh, you guys. Last um, June. Yep, it was pretty cool. I was actually flipping through um, the other night. I was just bored. I just searched through. I put Rothbard. And I just searched it through on my uh, my Amazon Fire Stick, and there was the first thing that popped up was Monopoly on Violence. And I nice. just like watched the preview again after, and I was like, "That's so cool!" Like, I just I couldn't imagine like someone just doing this for the first time. Like, oh, cool. Let me go to this and just let me watch that. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty fucking cool. Um, well, how but, um, the, how what are the results of? since then i mean this has got to be like what kind of uh, what kind of people have been checking it out well it's hard to tell what kind of people have been checking it out i, I assume that it's everybody who's in the liberty movement and that's kind of like my my gauge for you know like we had a hundred thousand views on youtube and it, it, the amazon measures it in the number of minutes streamed and it's streamed for about five hundred thousand minutes so and that's uh, in the last six weeks that's not since june we only got it on uh, amazon uh prime in january so last couple of months, it's, um, it's had a lot of people in it. I have no way of knowing if it's people watching all the way through or somebody going five minutes in and then changing the channel. But, you know, either way, it's it's uh, it's reaching people. We're, we're pretty content with that. Well, and getting it onto those mainstream, that mainstream platform, that's got to be incredibly rewarding. You know, just, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to talk to libertarians about libertarian stuff, right? Like, but, you know. But it's another thing to get this stuff out into the wild and really, really reach people. So, well, yeah, we're we're actually pretty lucky in that sense because, um, like a few weeks ago, Amazon just changed their policy for people being able to, you know, submit their films. They're no longer accepting documentaries. Um, have no idea if, if we oh, wow. had any any part in that. But it's like unless <laughs> you're a, unless you're a studio, you know, they're not. Um, you know, your documentary is not going to go on there probably for uh, until they start taking them again, which which might be never might be a year or two. But um, oh. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to affect us on the next one, because we've already got one up there. So they might just say, oh, OK, you're already in. Hmm. Have you got any uh, have you gotten any feedback from just like normie people, just like regular people reaching out? Not not necessarily like within the liberty community, just only regular people. Only a few, like as, as far as I've seen, it's the kind of thing where people will, will comment like, yeah, I showed this to my friends just to let them know what I was talking about. It was like a, I guess they considered it a, a clear and well done presentation of the ideas that they're into, or at least some right. of them. Um, but, you know, it's, it's you know, you, you see comments here and there like, wow, I didn't know about this. And I've been thinking about this for years, but didn't know it had a name or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to tell, you know? Yeah. Um, Right. Pete, you had any normies tell you about it? No, no. Everything I hear is comes from either you or Robert or somebody else who, you know, just says you know, a friend saw it and they thought it was great or something like that. They thought it was informative. Um, nothing, nothing earth shattering. I would, I guess, you know, I would have told can we, you already. Can we get it? 
we need to get it banned somewhere. Like, can we uh, have have we have we have we reported this as a as to the to Occupy Democrats Facebook page or like who like who we need to get some people outraged about this. Like, I'll who, start, who, I'll start. Call to, who we call on? I'll share it to the DNC page in the comments. <laughs> Because <laughs> we, we actually do have the whole film on Facebook as well. So if you wanted to share it uh, with your Facebook friends, you could do it that way. I'd like to see the, the stream of uh, fact checking disclaimers <laughs> that, that, that might pop up on there. <laughs> it, they would be hard pressed because we, um, you know, we paid attention to make sure that we had the facts accurate. And, um, yeah, but, but know, that doesn't matter. It's the true, context. It's true. I mean, like, we feel additional context may be required. <laughs> when, you know, like, you may, yeah, you may get the idea that you're being ruled by an elite group of assholes, <laughs> but <laughs> but you must. Yeah. Ask, we want man. you to let. We want to let you know that that elite group of assholes disagrees with that assessment, and they make roads. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. In case you where's forgot, Kyle you, yeah. Where, where's Kyle when you need him? <laughs> uh, he is. He is good fun. I, I guess he's playing hockey or something. Yeah, as long as someone's hurting him. <laughs> Just kidding. That, that, that violates the nap, guys. <laughs> Does he believe in the nap? No. Nope. No. Oh, no. Of course not. Of course. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. It's our favorite I, I, status. Yeah. I think it's sort of weird too, but. Anyway, <laughs> but it's you no, know, it's really helpful to have them on the show. I think because, so we can check in with the status and get their perspective. Like, like how are how can you explain that status, Kyle? You know, like it, it's it's good. <laughs> That's funny. He did tell me he liked the movie, so you know, I mean, it obviously didn't uh, convince him. So we've we've got uh, we got to work on our act. Some work to do, yeah. Yeah, I got some he's work. A true to do. Lit, he's a true litmus test. Which is funny because he, he he made an appearance on it, which was pretty fun. Uh, and he was like, "I can't believe they I, I somehow made it into that." <laughs> oh, I didn't know he loved it. I didn't How see him in not? there. Where is he? Oh, that's great. He's on a meme, dude. He's, he's on, on a meme. meme. I mean, he's on a meme that I made in a film that I made. So how shocked should he be? <laughs> From a page that I made. Right. I can't. I can't think of a higher compliment. I mean, that oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's extreme. Yeah, he's he not part of history, right? He can tell his kids if this video makes it makes it to that. You know, <laughs> I mean, just hey, I mean, just imagine him at age sixty five, and somebody comes up and says, "It's the dude with a helmet," you know, <laughs> from that movie. <laughs> right. I mean, That'd I can be only hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, but uh, so the monopoly of violence, you say it has pretty much a, you know, what 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 things did you say you did with this that you were hoping for? Because we have you guys on to talk about your guys' new documentary that you guys are putting out. Like, what things do you hope to accomplish in this new documentary, which you think you might have like missed the mark on in the last one? I I like production in. wise, I mean, improved production, sure. Yeah, having um having Cody there. Um, what's Cody's last name? Cody Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, having Cody Smith there who's a pro- professional videographer, it's going to look a lot better. That's he's, he's one also thing, one thing I'm yeah, confident. In. God, he's God. he's also like a motion graphics, uh, really good That's with right. that stuff. Right. So he only did a few of the graphics on the last one, but I feel like if he's uh, now that he's we, we brought him in like a couple of months before it was done, and uh, now that he's here in the beginning from this one, I feel like um, 
he's, he's really going to help uh, this the whole film look great because you know the last film was really kind of rushed. You know, we told everybody we'd have it ready by like March, and then we, we said okay, maybe in May, and then we ended up putting out on like May thirty first. So, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of pedal to the metal toward the end, and uh, you know he really helped us out. But um, the the main difference we're, we're going to try to accomplish in this one is that. This it's um, America's police crisis is more geared toward a mainstream audience. Um, it's it's not just like, hey, here's some radical ideas that you probably never would have uh, considered. It's just like, hey, you know, here's something everyone recognizes is wrong. You know, the the problems with the police in America, and we want to explore some of the causes and then uh, even highlight some of the solutions and uh, not even just solutions that anarchists would talk about, but you know, solutions that. You know that are being offered uh, even in the news. You know, like the mainstream normies are already uh, used to hearing. So, it's um, you know, we'd be like able to de- hear defund defund the police. Well, we want to a- we want to explain some of what all that is because that that doesn't really make any sense to me. You know, that's <laughs> if you if you're not going to get rid of the police, what's the point of not paying them? They're not going to hang around and just sit there and go, well, what do we do now? Well, they can work for for their extortion alone. I mean, if they're good at what they do, <laughs> like I mean, I feel like that should be. <laughs> it's like you only get paid in, in in the speeding ticket, the, the revenue you collect at the roadside, maybe, or whatever you pick up from drug busts. Or just on your just on your uh, civil asset forfeiture, you know. We can like, have a cop, co- you know, police uh, entrepreneuring. It sounds pretty horrific. <laughs> <laughs> AKA, AKA dirty cops, but it, now it's all of them. Well, I've been trying to introduce the idea that, yeah, like defund the police. That just means you don't pay your taxes. You know, like that's, that's the, that's the really only sure way to defund the police is to defund the, the state. So if, you know, somehow well, that's, that's not getting a lot of traction though. I somehow, no, because it, it's my biggest gripe with the whole thing that happened, you know, this summer was that BLM since since its founding they they don't want solutions they just want to be angry and they like that that's about it like you can't really I can't really find a particular moment because you'll tell okay you like you know you want this to stop well how about we get rid of taxes how about you know how about we you know completely eliminate like this thing and this and this and this and and they're just like no 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 I I just want to be angry I, I want more black police officers that's what we well, want. I feel like in the yeah. beginning they they did have a few solutions, but those solutions sort of uh, subsided. Like they stopped hearing oh, about yeah. it. You know? Well, they're, and they're just ethereal. It's like defund the police. Well, like you said, what what does that mean? What does that actually, you know, the, to like some to some it means increasing the police budget. I swear to God, right? They, yeah. they came out and they said, well, you know what? If we if you're really going to ask us to tell our police officers not to just execute randomly, that's going to going to be a lot of training. That's going to be expensive and somebody's got to pay for that. Okay. And so if you defund us, how can we train our officers not to brutalize the community? (laughs) I swear to God, that's their argument. It's out there. Yeah, you're right. You're right, man. Well, it's it's like uh, they seem like they're not used to talking about the real realistic solutions for the for police problems. And so this is all kind of a surprise. It's like when you say, get, well, what if we just stop paying them? When when you get ten billion dollars in donations in like a six month period, that's what becomes important. Right, right. And then now, and, but you, you say that, and they're like, "Well, it's not a real organization." 
You know, it's not real. I, like, proved, I proved it was a real organization in an article. And I proved yep. that those people that were out on the streets were not out there organically. I mean, I, I proved that because they proved it when they started going after uh, when all these little, oh, these independents who know nothing, the, 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 the org and the people on the street, the different, the, 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 listen, that fucking retardation all year. I fucking proved <laughs> that that shit was wrong when those motherfuckers went after the org and they said, hey, how come you, where's our money? Right. Wait, are we talking right. about BLM? Like the BLM yeah. organization? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's no, the, the, fuck. I'm fucking pissed off at that fucking grassroots on the ground bullshit is different than the people up there. They proved that this year that it's not. So can we fucking drop that bullshit? Because I heard enough libertarians, fuck you libertarians, saying that bullshit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It, it, gets, it gets furiating when they're like, no, no, you just gotta understand there's just, they're just commies in the organization that are, that are, you know, they're just commies up there. They're, I promise you, the people who are fighting were good people as they were breaking, <laughs> burning killing down businesses. 19, killing 19 people and causing billions of dollars worth of damage. Yeah. I've always felt like that was just such a bullshit red herring. It's, there's, you know, okay, cool. They're being, they're being told what to do and radicalized by commie, like by like open Marxist, you know, I, I'm sorry. Right. Like there's just, like there's, there's a definite lineage there. It's not just they're separate. It's not like, I guarantee you, if you talk to the people on the ground, yeah, they might not know who made Marx was, but I, they know, they know what they're told what to do, what the, you know, what, what's, what's you know expected of them, you know, the people that were riding. And it's just crazy. Like, if you see people just getting in each other, like, it's funny. You see, like, teenage white like people getting in old white people's faces, demanding them scream Black Lives Matter as they're just trying to eat a, at a business that's struggling to survive because of these fucking COVID lockdowns. It's just fucking terrible, man. And well, it's just, it, you it, can't it, tell me that it's somehow better. But, I mean, but it, like, says on, it says on the org's website that their founder, Patrice Cullors, Part of her title is um, she counsels the people on the ground. She basically runs the ground. She runs yeah. the people on the fucking ground. It says it on their website. I got called a racist for pointing that out. <laughs> it says it on their fucking website. The org and the people on the ground are the same fucking thing. Fuck you motherfuckers who were saying that all fucking year last year. Fucking piss me off, man. No, I get it, man. I, I was, I was just like, okay, you guys, you know, they're like Dave. Dave was talking about this on his podcast a lot. Just like you're in a, if you're at these regular demonstrations where businesses are getting smashed up, and then they say, oh, it's just the white agitators. It's just white agitators coming in and starting that shit. I'm like, nah. I've seen videos, and I'm, you know, maybe there might be one or two, but the most that shit, uh, the people that were that were looting and spitting it was that, that that dead cop uh he was like dying gurgling on his own blood laying in the middle of the street and like there was this black guy who was filming him because he was trying to protect like i don't know some store or whatever and they were sitting there like spitting on him saying oh yeah you fucked up old blood you fucked up old blood what are you doing and it's like all it was all black people like i'm like that didn't look like a white agitator to me that was doing that <laughs> you know well, now, what just, about what about the there were police precincts that were taken over Right. Like it wasn't all just violence against, you know, uh, Starbucks or, or corporations. There were a couple like legit targets in there. All right. Weren't there? I mean. Yeah, there, there were a few police stations that got taken over. 
which I, I mean, I was like, yes, finally. No that's, that's cool. when, when they <laughs> first did that, and I, that's the meme. That was the meme. I was talking about this meme that I made that like went like over like a million people it reached and it got like over like half a million shares and it was incredible wow, is that because i know i gotta toot my own horn all right now <laughs> Phil's gonna talk about that meme all episode now for the rest of my i'm gonna tell my children and their children about this this one time granddaddy made this meme <laughs> no it's true and it was it was just the meme where it said like that they took it was like from the stupid like fop whatever dumb bullshit uh like whatever the news news station where they said oh my gosh they're destroying police cars and written and destroying the whole precinct and and whatever fucking place that was and i was just like it was just i literally just put the image of the joker saying you get what you fucking deserve underneath that headline <laughs> and it, seriously it blew up and like i was i was so happy for once like they were actually focused on the like the people that were the enemy and then they just as soon as they were like okay we got done burning this we're gonna go take over the target and the circuit city or, or not right. like whatever down the street what, whatever gonna... happened with Chaz? remember the um that uh semi like anarchist zone in seattle remember that thing well they had to call the uh they had to call the cops right yeah they took over a precinct. They took over a precinct, and they they and they they changed the name from like the something something autonomous zone, Chess, and then they immediately, chop. yeah, chop, and then yeah. it was like, oh no, chop. we're 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 still we're part of you guys, really. We're not really, you know, like, and they they just seem to like have quickly like lost their uh, their their revolution, their zeal. But, yeah. but I still thought it was amusing. So you know, why not? All right. I mean, that's one of the things I hope, like in this new documentary you guys are doing, like it, it, it does show to people that there's not just some, we're not so crazy with our solutions that some of our solutions are practical and, you know, and that there's actually like the, a lot of problems that inherent with policing, modern policing that's going yeah. on right now. Like, like, cause we're from Maryland and I mean, the, dude, like the whole thing, uh, you know, with, you know, uh, Duncan Lump. Yeah. yeah, it was Duncan Lump. Like it's, and that just doesn't get talked about at all, hardly as much as you, you know, there's, I, I think I read something like George Floyd where he was murdered. They haven't opened that street up since he was murdered. It's been closed to traffic. Really? And it's just, yeah, it's like a, it's like a memorial park they have or something crazy like that. I could be completely wrong. I just, you know, but that's what <laughs> yeah, I thought. I was but like, meanwhile, what's shit. going on at Duncan Lemp's house? You know, Nothing. like, have they even released Nothing. the video footage of his murder yet? Those, there those was no video. There was no video. It, I knew that from the beginning. There was no video. And I was right. And they came out and they said, yeah, well, we didn't have one. So uh, yeah, we, we, showed, we all 12 of them malfunctioned. Right. What are you going to do? No, they didn't even pretend that, man. These co the cops here in Maryland, they just they it's because I have a I have a, I have a friend who's a police officer and he told me sure. He was like, dude, there's no as soon as this happened, I talked to him. He was like, I guarantee you there's no footage of it. He said, because what they do is here in Maryland, they, when they have the, the sheriffs and whatever, whoever goes to break in, they don't have cameras. What they will do is they'll have the people who are like in the rear. They will have the camera like one guy specifically will have a camera. So once after all the actions goes through, he's like the last person in the building after everything's cleared out. He'll come in and they'll show like what happened, the scene, you know, the aftermath. And that's exactly. And he told me this April of last year. And then here, like the, the the latest report, they came out and just confirmed that. I and mean, it just like, that's what like uh we had Jim Bovard on the show, and we were talking with him, and you know he's like leading what he's like the number one person like on this case. And I was, and what I told to him, he's like, yeah, that's what I'm hearing too. Like he told us, and 
it sucks, but that's just that's just the way it is. And like you'll never know. They'll never have the truth will come out on that. I feel I feel like some some shit needs to get burned down over over that. I mean, if that's what it takes to get attention. Hey, you know, it's it's funny. I was I saw like a some right winger retweet something about um, you know, hey, you know, when we lost the election, we didn't burn down cities. And I'm like, well, maybe you should. <laughs> you, 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 lose, you lose all the time. I mean, right. they, even in two, after 2016, when they held everything, the left was still in charge. I mean, they're just, well, maybe, maybe try something new. Who knows? <laughs> Well, they well, I, I and, that, and to that defense, they did. They went to the Capitol building and they broke in, and they now they're oh my god, the articles still come out every single day from our local affiliate here and like local Baltimore man was found. Uh, he you know, they tell the whole story like he was his neighbor stitched on him for going down to the Capitol and they arrested him for it. And it's still to this day, it's like every single day they come out with like a new person that they found who was an insurrectionist. He was an insurrectionist. They're all snitching snitching on their boyfriends or their sister or they're like, it's it's ridiculous. That reminds me some guy, some guy. So I was talking shit. uh, One of my favorite hobbies is going to the Washington post comment section and just like, kind of just like throwing grenades. And I, and this one guy sent me a message back. And we were talking about the insurrection that happened, and I, I he sent me a message. He was like, "So were you there that day? Were you one of the guys oh, I was filming God. as my building was getting evacuated?" I was like, "I was like, it's pretty clear to me that what you're trying to do is get me to admit that I was there, so you could like snitch to the feds." But I was like, "Unfortunately, no, I wasn't <laughs> fucking there for that. Like, sorry to burst your little bubble. Like, I wish." But you like, it, yeah, he was just straight sent me a message on Facebook. It's just like, "Hey, admit you were there." Like, fuck <laughs> off. Like, fuck I mean, you. you know what it sounds like? It's like when when they were talking about Abu Ghraib, uh, they were saying like a lot of these people are in here because like, um, you know, not because they were actual you know terrorists, but because uh, somebody, uh, you know, the, the soldiers in Afghanistan, some of them, they almost had like quotas or like go around village to village and say, you know, who's who's working with, uh, you know, whatever terror group was active at the time. And uh, they would point out their neighbors who they didn't like or someone they had a personal beef with. And that person gets, you know, put in a bag and taken to Cuba. And it's um, I would not be shocked if the same kind of thing started happening here, not like get mo for, um, you know, the capital people, but just people snitching on each other for, you know, it's like, well, I can't prove it, but I'm pretty sure that, that or, you know, they say, yeah, he said he was there and, you know, and they were nowhere near. It seems like just snitching is part of like a of status culture and like the more like totalitarian oh, yeah. things get, the more snitching becomes part of the culture. You know, between the mask snitching and, you know, just like, oh, he's got Jews in his attic. You know, like, I'm sure, like, that's how that's how they have to run it. That's how they have to make it work is to is to incentivize people to to laterally enforce. Um, and it it's really disgusting that it but it you know, it's you can kind of like bank on that on that horrible component of humanity to come through and be those snitches. It's it's disgusting. But they're always there. I mean, it's also a status thing. It's like that uh, girl who turned in her uncle or whatever. Um, you know, she had a, a GoFundMe up for you know, for her college or something, and ended up getting like over fifty thousand, I think. <laughs> I got fully yeah, this one, this one chick, she turned in her mom. She's like, my mom got mad at me for going to a BLM protest, so I'm snitching on her. And she got fucking. She made it on like like CBS National News. 
Like she had a fucking segment for being a snitch. Well, like, what Jesus is the what Christ, is the crime man. that these people are even being charged with? Of like being in an unruly tour group or sedition? You know, like, <laughs> what, what 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 was it? Like, treason. <laughs> treason. Treason. Sedition. Sedition. They should be. Oh my are god! Like hanging and shit. That, wouldn't that be funny if they're like, "Yeah, we're taking it seriously. We're hanging y'all. Like that's what we do for treason." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you turned in your mom. Ha <laughs> 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 To the gallows, <laughs> you suckers. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't know. Man. That's what they want, man. I, like I said, I, I'm the Washington Post comment section. There, I mean, the first comments that come like they should be shot for treason, and that's what we used to do with traitors and. So I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. Jesus. Like, I, I, dude, it's so cringy how the left is. Well, how, um, how did AOC oh. recover from from her uh, from her trauma of being in a in a in a nearby building <laughs> and being yelled at by police? And uh, I hope you guys like, cover this in the documentary about how <laughs> evil the police were. They were yelled at her. Yeah. <laughs> they asked about her sense. location. Um, <laughs> Which terrified her. Which, understandably, when the cops are 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 wondering where you are, it's a problem. We've we've yeah. all been there, right? I'd be like, terrified. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I feel for her. I think that's legit. But uh, you can't exactly blame it on those um on those on those Q people or whatever. Right. Or or uh, who does she say? Or who does she? Was she? She was yelling at another one of the politicians who. Uh, Massey oh, or somebody well, she called like, no, Ted Cruz. You. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Oh, I forget what did oh. she call him. She was like, I would like usually a, allow, like, let you agree because I think he agreed with her like on an something. Enemy. She called him like an enemy combatant. Oh, you know, or something. No, like, she said that you tried to kill me last week. Oh yeah, you tried right. to kill me. Yeah. Something fucking stupid as shit. And I was like, what? Like she what? Like Ted Cruz, uh, that little bitch. That little yeah. bitch wouldn't kill anyone. Uh, you know. <laughs> He's just, he's just like, wow. Like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even believe that she had the nerve to say that. Didn't I just think she's one of the most entertaining in Congress right now. So, didn't Justin Amash say on Michael Malice's show that that's all an act? Yeah. Well, what's an act? Most These, uh, things poli- that happen poli- in Congress. Right. The politicians doing their theater about, like, oh, yeah. we yeah. hate so and so and we dislike you. But, you know, they, uh, it's like wrestling and behind the scenes. Oh, of course. They, they all yeah. get along. Everybody knows that. For as blue pilled uh, as he was, I mean, he was pretty revealed. Like, he seemed to be like pretty like open with some things that kind of made me like, oh wow, like that's why I said I okay. liked that interview because yeah, I, I, just I, hearing I it like from it his too. mouth, like obviously you know we kind of know that that goes on, but him being so candid about it was pretty, uh, it was pretty cool to see. But, but uh, so that is that is not just Ron Paul because Ron Paul has told us that too. Well, yeah, right, yeah, right. exactly, <laughs> yeah. To get it from from a Republican, that it, it's right. nice to hear it from a Republican, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A real a, a real Republican, a real Republican, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, uh, like, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm really high right now. <laughs> oh, go for it, dude. Nice. <laughs> I, mean, I want to answer Peter's question. The edible, the edible yeah. kicked in. Like, well, I, I didn't think it was going to kick in this hard. <laughs> it's all good. Dude. All right. I was going right, to ask Peter about your. Uh, okay. Well, you got. All right. I noticed a change in the theme music on the podcast. We used mm-hmm. to have this like really aggressive, like death metal sound, and now it sounds sort of like uh, nightly PBS. News. Uh, it sounds more royal. It like, sounds more royal. It's got some timpanies and stuff in it, and some you know some fanfare. Tell me about the transition there. I, time for a change. 
and um, I knew that the this that music's made by the same person, oh. and it's his old band from. 15 20 years ago i would have never he, guessed it's the same the same yeah. musician and now he is composing for um like uh, rpgs and stuff like that so um i asked him i said you want to rock try and propelled grenades <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the um so i asked him i said can that's we do cool. something that's a little more classic uh, that's more classical and we, it took a while. It took longer than um, to choose this music than than the the first music. But um, when he gave me that, he gave me one, and I said I want it to be a little bit more staccato on the strings. And then he brought it back, and I and I was like, fine, this this sounds great to me. And I don't know if it sounded right to me at first. If it would just, it took time to get used to it. Now I freaking love it. I, I actually I like. It, I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah I used but, to. Uh, I used to fast forward um, through when I, during editing all the music and everything, and now I listen to it all the way through because I just I love the way that sounds. So. Well, I've been really getting a kick out of Free Man Beyond the Wall. I mean, I'm assuming everybody here listens to it, but um, it's definitely become one of the most like hardcore libertarian podcasts out there. And the guests, Salvia Goris, like all the guests are like so many cool heavyweights. It's always something to look forward to. So kudos thank you um thank you and um you've been a you're expanding the frequency is that right like uh you're going to like we shall like, we we shall see that was something that um i i was gonna say i had a conversation about but i spent a, a good deal of time thinking about today so um we'll see we'll see that something may um something <laughs> may, may come up that um you'll start hearing something on the podcast be about me announcing wanting to do that and needing help to do it just like everyone else. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, you know, kudos to the content creators that are out there, um, you know, making documentaries <coughs> and podcasts and, you know, and just, you know, pushing this. And I mean, punk rock libertarian podcast, of course we are, you know, in, inconsequential in this, in this realm, but uh, you guys are doing some killer shit. So, awesome yeah no i really like the i love the kind of like the mode you went in you talked about pete uh you talked about with dave on his podcast uh uh just recently this week i heard you know about how about how you really kind of changed once covid hit and it's just like this was like the number one thing man when like the lockdowns and everything else that came in like that should have been like the number one thing people talked about and i remember immediately like when ron paul like called it like when the first like month he called it he's like you know the hoax, or, or no, what did he call? What, did he, what was he? He called it a hoax. The, he yeah, called it a hoax. Yeah. yeah, and he got ridiculed people, for it too. Oh, by even people yeah. in the libertarian movement were like, "Oh my god, cranky old Ron again." He's calling it a hoax. <laughs> it's real. It's real. And um, I mean, I guess you know both were kind of true. The whole the whole thing that we've experienced has been a hoax. Yeah, there was a real right. virus in there somewhere. That was where he's going. We all know yeah, what he meant. You know, point was right. Yeah. But, you know, but, Pete, uh, you really you really you took off with that, you know, this year. And, uh, you know, I've been digging a lot of the stuff you've been doing lately. You know, she did a lot of shit with Vin Armani. Uh, you know, I love I love. And of course, I you know, Bird, we've had we have Bird on a lot. I'm good. I'm from friends with Bird. So with him coming on your podcast and he just talks about communism and shit like that. And it's oh, it's always so cool. So I really appreciate, you know, the way you've been going this past year. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we just re we just released uh, an another episode about the communism like two hours ago. So oh yeah, just, lots of 
Well, you make <laughs> Joe want to kill communists. So that's this one idea. is good. Yeah, I see that. No, this <laughs> one's going to be. This one's good because this is the one spear of communism that was the most, probably the most brutal. And th- this is a hard man. This is a hard podcast to listen to because when you start, when they start describing what they were doing down in Peru, man, it's crazy. It is fucked, man. It is fucked. Wow. I have to listen to that, man. That sounds good. But going to us, going back to the uh, the pot, uh, to the I'm sorry, the documentary. documentary. Um, so when um, so t- I guess you know we've kind of hit on it's about the police. It's about modern. Is about would you say it's about modern policing? Or just is there a certain point you guys were heavily focused on? Or are you guys can talk about the, the history of the modern police force going back to like the 1800s? <clears throat> well, yeah, we're actually going back to uh, the mid 1800s, like in uh, wow. you know it's like they obviously started in like London and Paris mm-hmm. and and came here to most of the major cities. So, but we want to, um, I mean, we're going to have a brief mention of things like when there were constables or whatever. But what we're focusing on is police forces, like when there's dudes roaming the streets looking for wrongdoers, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, the patrolmen, the, what we deal with now. Um, so we want to talk about when that started and uh, why it started and figure out how things got to be the way they are, how the cops got so wow. militarized. And, of course, Wasn't it know, like, was it, is it true that it's a lot of comes from like the slave catching like profession well that it's it's a it's a meme yeah that wasn't the primary influence on the on police forces like there were obviously some slave patrols in in like some cities but that's it's that didn't really dictate how police forces were going to operate throughout the rest of the country it's like there there was you know some you know uh law enforcement slash bounty hunting function there but it's uh it i don't feel that it was uh, the most influential element in, uh, in the formation of, of how police operated. Well, I'm really looking forward to this documentary. And uh, how? what stage of production is it in right now? Uh, it's still, we're actually still early. We've booked several interviews uh, with authors like uh, Alex Vital, who wrote The End of Policing. Uh, Tate oh, Fegley, he's like an like expert in uh, the economics of policing, talks about how, you know, the problems with the incentives there, you know, which is, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out more about that. But really, we're also still uh, we're in, in the researching part. Like we've got three writer uh, researchers working with us: uh, Christopher Sauerrein, um, Killian Hobbs from the first movie, yep. and uh, Jeremy Hammond from uh, Agoras Nexus and various other places. And do you so, know, we're, uh, um, you know, um, you know, a Damo uh, Freeman and Pete Ayer from Cop Block. Yeah, they, they, it's. I talked to them uh, for help on the first one. And um, it's, I mean, maybe possibly some footage or stuff like that, but we're really trying to concentrate on people who, and I hate to say it this way, who have legitimacy, who are, you know, not street activists. We're looking to talk to, you know, I mean, we're going to talk to some people like that, but. I mean, we want to talk to like. Based on the style of the, of the previous documentary that had so many voices in it, like, and so many, like, little firsthand little snippets that I thought was so cool, like, I mean, a demo would have quite a lot of material for you. If you if you needed something like that, of course, I don't, I don't really know how that would be, you know, but um, you don't need to. Do you have lined up for interviews yes. at this point? Well, at this point, um, Alex Vitale, uh, the author of End of Policing, uh, mm-hmm. Tate Fegley, uh, economics expert, and um, Norm Stamper, who wrote uh, To Protect and to Serve. He was a Seattle police chief during when the WTO riots uh, were happening in the 90s out wow. there. 
So he's kind of seen a lot. Um, and, you know, they obviously have different uh, opinions and approaches to this, which is what we're looking for. We're, we're looking to sort of show people what the, uh, you know, the variety of approaches are so that they can you know, at least look at it and say, oh, OK, I never realized that was an option. OK, and here's here's the, the pitfalls or downfalls of that particular option. Um, it's actually going to it's not going to feel as much like an anarchist film. It's uh, it's really going to just be us uh, you know, surveying what the problem is and what the potential solutions are, even if they're, you know, we're going to be including solutions that we wouldn't necessarily personally advocate, but um, we just want people to show, uh, we want to provide a context for what those solutions are and who they might appeal to. Which I think is awesome. It's good. Like, I think your reach is going to be tenfold on this. Like, cause you're going to, you know, this is I a like hot button so. issue. Oh my I God. Maybe a awesome. hundredfold. Right. Hopefully. Yeah, especially yeah. if you frame it in that way where you're not making it an explicitly, you know, anarchist libertarian documentary and it's kind of just focused on that central issue. Yeah, I mean, that's probably going to have significant it's gonna be, Yeah, massive. I mean, um, also, I want to um, we want to show that there's we want to talk to people who worked in law enforcement. That's like uh, Norm, Norm Stamper is one of the you know people we're talking to. But we also want to talk to cops. Um, mm-hmm. And we've had a couple of couple of them contact us. Don't talk to and cops. So, <laughs> Unless you're recording then. Um, right. well, here's here's funny thing am, I, am I free to go or am I being detained? Right. <laughs> well, the funny thing you say about that is, is like, I'm the son of two, of two police officers. Like my mom and my dad were both police officers. And the, one of the reasons why I learned not to trust police officers at a young age was from them. They were like, don't do it. They, they told me like, if a police officer ever asks you to do something, you don't have to do it. Like, don't do it. They say if they ever ask to search your vehicle, you say no. Like you can say no to the cops. Like they taught when me. They that. want to put Where their I was going genitals to school, in your mouth. You say no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but at school, at school, they were always like, always just go along with the police officer, and they're oh, nice. Yeah. My parents are like, no, nah, like fuck that. Like no, no, we know the trick. Like and they taught me the tricks of everything. And, and I've had my run-ins with the police before. I know I got arrested over bullshit stuff. I had cops come to my door over a, a failure to show on a, it's such a long story, but it's like, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but it was like a failure to show to a trial that was based on a clerical error by the state. And I had like 10 police cars show up to my house, banging on my front door saying they're going to tow my car if I don't come out. And like, and it's just, it's just like bullshit stuff that I knew from my parents teaching. They're like, Oh no, they're just, they're just trying to get you to come outside your house because if you come out your side your house, they can arrest you. But if you're inside, they don't have a warrant. They can't come in. You know, it's like stuff like that that I learned from being, you know, having parents that were cops. And they, they taught me don't trust the police. You know, like that's something that as much as they might not have come out and said it that way, but that's what they taught me. And that's I learned. So, and they, yeah. And they even dude, they even turn on my faucet. Right. They turn on my faucet and I'm sitting there watching my window. They turn on my faucet. So my hose is running all down my driveway and they sat there and they parked like two houses down. And I watched them for a half hour just sit outside my house waiting for me to come out and turn off the hose <laughs> so they could arrest me. Like, <laughs> it was like simple shit. And if and I felt bad because like most like most other people I know don't have this type of inside knowledge but it's just like seems like basic so when i i start coming to libertarianism i was like yeah like everyone's talking the about fuck? the same thing like don't talk to cops i'm like yep yeah, my parents are cops they told me never to do that like they just you know it, it's it's crazy but like, they, like you know, why they, did the cops turn my water on and then leave <laughs> right but like my my dad was a dc police officer for 25 years um he got out like Right before, like the like ninety, well, like in the early, so like be, early just 90s. Be careful, you guys are trained right. professionals. I'm sure you could interview some cops and and do it in a safe way. 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, but uh, I've got a question um, for Pete, uh, Libertarian Institute. Okay. Okay. William. Greg. This is a serious question. Yeah. Uh, William Norman Grigg. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I understand that you have replaced him. Okay. Now when, and Will Grigg. To the like to me three of my most like adored superheroes right and then we lost uh will shortly after that and uh devastating uh, obviously uh but pete can you just tell me about like what does it mean to you when i heard that you were like stepping into that role i thought like shit i don't really know anybody else that could do that kind of a job but that's that's some hellacious shoes to step into yeah, it's one of those things that's I don't even take seriously when Scott says it. You know, it's like um, I can't step into William Norman Griggs. I mean, Grigg was. I mean, I think Scott says it the best. He was the best of us. He was the best podcaster, the best writer. I mean, clearly the best thinker. So, yeah. I mean, it's just I just do a job now and um, and a solid a human that, being you know, on I'm, top of all of that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, I'm just doing a job now that a, a great used to do. And um, I barely even, I don't even think about that. I, I think about the fact that Will's gone and I think about some of the great stuff he wrote and some of the podcasts that I can listen to over and over again that he did. But um, yeah, replacing William Norman Gregg is not me as like <laughs> impossible. That's not anything that's Absolutely. in my mind. Yeah. It's not, it's not in my mind at all. So. But anyway, I was still glad to hear that you were, you know, they they need they need uh, more smart people, you know, uh, in there. So, um, well, I've, maybe I've we'll find a supporter of the we'll Libertarian Institute since day one. <laughs> 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 if you find them, come across still them. But uh, well, we anyway, appreciate that's that. Killer. Man. I mean, it was um, when you look at that that masthead. When it was Scott Horton, Sheldon Richmond, and Will Grigg, I mean that's friggin' Mount Rushmore right there. What do you right? Do? You got yeah, but what do you man, do with that? Yeah. But like you yeah, guys are. I, mean, that, I was literally like, that that yeah. meme with with Fry and the money. Like take my money. Like that <laughs> thank perfect. you. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, it's really good. It's like you know, what I mean, you guys are a bunch of mentions over there. It was. Thanks, I, 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 I I love like talking to you know, like I always like you know talk about sheldon richmond somewhere and just like damn he like he always he always has like such a good point with stuff and i i just love hearing from him in his book um you know i haven't got it yet but i really want to buy it uh but like i did buy a uh you know norman griggs book just recently just in the past few weeks i saw it on amazon it's been on my wish list for such a long time i'm like i just saw it and i was like cool i got some cash fuck it buy it <laughs> add it on buy a few books here and there but um the one criticism i do have with the libertarian institute is it's hard to find your guys merch like t-shirts and stuff to buy i always oh, yeah, have to like yeah it, scott, scott does the promo for it and i'm like oh shit what is it again like fuck i always forget the website yeah we um it's being updated right now that whole that whole section is going to be new new stuff in there too um i was getting i didn't even know that was happening and i started getting hit up through messenger this this week and i'm like who the hell is this and i think it's like <laughs> oh here's what the merch is going to look like and here's what your shirt's going to look like and i'm like my shirt I, I had no idea they were doing anything like that. So, oh, I um, can't wait. But it'll be, yeah, it'll be there. Um, 
it'll be a better site. It'll be a lot easier to find the merch, believe me. After, Especially after we get this fundraiser done. And every time you go to the site, that banner opens up and it's like, oh my God. It, it does, it, it does right, that much, too. How when, much money? Uh, when I go, much money when I go in there and I'm signed in as an admin. <laughs> how much money yeah, do you guys need still? Um, I think, let me see. Hold on. Let me pull it up. I've got it up. You've raised uh, 45000 of the fifty thousand dollars you're you're trying to hit, yeah, I need Jesus. another five grand. So, yeah. you're you're at cool. wait, yeah, 40, where's where you at, Bab? <laughs> Saw some Bitcoin that you tossed in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> now, saying, how much dude. is left? Five thousand is left, Bab. How much is left? What is that? Like ten thousand left? What do you do? Uh, are you? Can you hear us? Can you hear us speak right now? Or are you just that stoned? What is going on? Say it again. I mean, oh, didn't shit, you just? We keep talking over each other. I can't. I can't. That's anyway. I was just going to say, didn't he just start that fundraiser like a week ago? No, no, that's uh, that's open three weeks now. Oh, okay. Still, that's yeah, yeah. that's. I know. Like, I think we need to unleash some of these um, punk rock libertarian podcast Bitcoin billionaires. Okay. And a lot, of them. Uh, a lot. Keep your satoshis. I'm not saying like part with your 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 satoshis, but you know you're cut. You know you're you're covered in case of emergency. So dip into those filthy FRNs, right? And <laughs> and 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 drop them some. Like, what's the URL? Right. Is there yeah a place where we can uh, give out to the Libertarian Institute? Is there something you could uh, tell us right now, where, that, where people listeners yeah. want to go? Should be Libertarian Institute forward slash support. Perfect. Right. I think it's uh, I think it's slash donate D- slash donate. Yeah, it's slash yeah. yeah, it is slash donate. I'm an idiot. Come on. Ours is support. It's uh, ours was <laughs> oh, that's right. film. Stay this film dot com slash support. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. So let's talk about. So what are you guys looking for the film? I mean, you guys still taking donations or? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Um. No. Okay. We'll um. Okay. We'll uh. We we started with Indiegogo, but um. The thing is, it's like. Only um, half of the money we've received was given through Indiegogo, so it, it kind of looks like we barely got anything close to our goal, and we're actually about halfway there. Um, but I mean, the reality is we um, we can make the film now uh, with the money we have. It's just you know the the more What's money the we have. Uh, What's the URL to contribute? Oh, if you uh, if you go to americaspolicecrisis.com, that'll take you right to the page that discusses um, what the film is, what it's about. It's got the videos. Uh, not just of the trailer that Cody Smith uh, cut for us, which is pretty great, but a video of uh, me and Pete and Robert, our, uh, our other partner in the company, uh, talking about uh, what the film is, what we intend to accomplish with it. But um, also it, it lists um, you know, how you can donate to us, like via PayPal, uh, the various cryptos that we accept, uh, things like that. So it's like, e- even though we have enough uh, money to make the film, the more money we get, like towards the end, like the more money we can spend on marketing, because this is the film where, oh, thank you, where we uh, we really do feel where we're going to have the most reach. So, you know, th- the more money we can spend on those Facebook ads or Google ads, uh, you know, the the more people get to see it. Yeah, man. <clears throat> well, right hopefully. Hopefully, you know, a bunch of our people listening now, if you guys could throw over whatever, I mean, you guys take donations of any amount, you know, you're just goal, right? And 
Oh yeah, any amount. It's like, in fact, there was um uh, for the original Indiegogo crowdfund, uh, we had three different perk levels, and we are honoring those still, even though the Indiegogo campaign is officially ended. Uh, for fifty dollars, uh, that'll get you a Blu-ray copy of the film once it's done, and also a digital copy. Um, so you know you can just watch it on the go. Uh, for two hundred and fifty dollars, uh, that's the contributor level. That means that you know you get. We list you, we thank you in the film, in the credits, which is something we also did in the first movie. So a lot of people wanted that because, you know, everyone likes saying, yeah, that's that's me in that movie. I helped make it happen. And uh, for $1,000, you get to be a producer on the film. And not only are you listed as a producer in the credits, we list you on the Internet Movie Database so that, you know, you can be at a party and you can say, yeah, I'm a film producer. And they can say, no, that's not true. And then you click on uh, the movie you produced and you can click on your name. They're like, oh, wow, you really are a film producer. So, and you're going to um, slay a lot of pussy doing that. Yes. Just letting you guys know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And chicks, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the goal. Wait, and then, I mean, and then chicks yes. are interested? Then yes. suddenly the yes. chick wants to go home with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think it's an excellent strategy. And only for and, like uh, a really, thousand? Yeah. Is that, yeah. I mean, think about what the uh, average film producer would have to outlay in order to, to be able to, to pull that off. <laughs> it's a discount. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. Right, man. But no, that's that's awesome. Like, I really hope you guys uh, make your mark. I'm gonna probably send over something now, if I can. Just give you guys a little. Thank you. Throw you guys a few shekels, and hopefully, punk rock libertarians can keep that uh, that big thanks that we got in the last one. Hopefully, we you'll, can get you'll another get it. One. You will All get it right. again. That's uh, it was so cool. Like I remember watching. It was like, you're like, thanks, the punk rock libertarians. Let's, let's I'm like, give them the punk, punk rock, rock libertarian. Know them. That's what it's called. It's all about here. <laughs> the bump, right? It's yeah, you're all bump. It may be like thirty-seven dollars, but fuck hey, it. We'll <laughs> take it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, but no, that's awesome. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you guys are. You know, you're halfway there. Um, you know, hopefully we can get you guys a little bit further that way. Please don't yeah. do that. Don't Jared. Don't Jared. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be stuck in my head the whole goddamn night. Fuck Jared. Uh, Ugh. Sorry, bro. But anyway, yeah, well, that's just my autism just going through. You sing like one song. Like, I already had, like, dude, Pete was wearing a Misfit shirt when we first started. And I just, I immediately, like, the bullet EP is stuck in my head now. Like, I just, <laughs> I've been singing it. I saw it. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck the Misfits. I was like, yeah. So that's, that's, that's on me. That's on me, guys. I apologize. But uh, is there anything you guys, you know, want to talk about? Um, anything that, you guys haven't really spoken before. You want to tell people about this 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 new uh, this new documentary? Like anything that you know you've been meaning to tell people, besides uh, just where to donate. Like what, um, what to, what's you guys about it? It's going to be a different approach. Uh, I think everybody who liked the Monopoly on Violence will still be very pleased uh, with what we produce, but um, it's 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 not as much of a of us telling people, uh, you know what they want to hear, which, which is what a lot of libertarians, you know, it's mostly libertarians that saw the first one, but, um, you know, it's just about us exploring an issue that's, that's really important. And, you know, it's, it's not just going to be us lecturing people. It's really going to be us exploring things and it's going to be kind of an emotional film. It's going to be, we want to, you know, we want to explore uh, the people who have lost uh, those, you know, if you've had their loved ones, you know, killed, like we've talked about Duncan Lemp earlier and, you know, and Brianna Taylor, people like that. And um, it's 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 a really big deal, and it's just not the kind of thing that people are used to seeing for thirty seconds on the news. And we we want to give it its due. We want to explore it further. And not only that, 
But I think it's important for us to talk to people who worked in law enforcement, because if you can't understand, uh, you know, uh, what it's like to be a cop, then it's, you know, you have to be able to at least somewhat uh, sympathize or empathize with these people, because, you know, I, I, as much as I, I like to talk shit about the cops, you know, I don't believe that they're just born monsters and they finally found their place on the force. I mean, that, that may be true, but, you know, I think I, I think uh, it's true. <laughs> well, I think I, I think they start, to set it all. I think I think they started off as they started off as people, some of them, and um, as, know, a, they, as a fertilized zygote, yes. But then right. it was downhill from there, right? But but really, it's like we want to be, to people to be able to get uh, you know what they have to deal with, and uh, and really what it takes to turn a person who may have good intentions into you know some monster who's. You know, refusing to, uh, to testify to, to several murders he's witnessed by his coworkers. I mean, just imagine any job you were in. If you know one of your, like one of your podcast hosts here, and you know, just killed somebody, and you're like, well, you know, we'll we'll help you, you know, bury that dude, and just you know, we'll we'll, we'll yeah, lie never about doing it afterwards. That for, never doing that for yeah. Phil again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody gets one. The yeah, whole deserved it. it. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, something that I would help with. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't, I'm like, you guys Maybe. better help me if I murder some. some Depends some on who it is. Guys, if Kyle, if I want to take out Kyle Wagner, you guys better help me bury that body. All right. <laughs> I, I bury it under I, the road. I wouldn't go that far. I would. But anyway, <laughs> well, you know so him better what, than what about, me. Right. So what do you think about like time? Like, so how long was the monopoly on violence? How long did you guys get that down to? I forget. Was it like two hours or five minutes? So is that what the same time frame you guys are trying to do with um, this, this uh, next documentary? That'll probably be the longest that it is. It's like, it'd be nice if it was 90 or a hundred minutes. Um, you know, I, I don't want it to be too dragged out. I don't want people to get bored. Um, you know, we're, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, the, the music's gonna help and everything. We've got JJ Boogie again from Arrested Development. He's doing the music for this, and um, it's awesome. Yeah, we're we're leaning more towards, um, you know, instrumental hip hop, you know, beats type of thing. Um, just just to, to make it move Please. along a little better, and it just uh, it feels more appropriate. Are but, there um, are there any other documentaries like this that you're kind of taking any inspiration from, or you saw that you're like, oh, we could do that better. Well, I, I watched a film recently called uh, "Do Not Resist" from 2016. It's it's different from what we're doing, but I, I really got a good feel for it. They explored more of the uh, militarization aspect, like Program 1033, that um, they got all these cops, uh, all this military equipment, all these grants from DHS. So that right. that's when you see like you know Podunk PD with um, armored personnel carrier, yeah, right, shit like that. It's like mm. wow. I mean, that was that was kind of interesting, but it was. Um, you know, a little bit different style, yeah, but I, uh, I I respected what the filmmaker did there, and uh, you know it's it's worth watching. You know, it's like it's still relevant. Yeah, cool. So uh, I guess we're kind of like uh, hitting in the one hour mark. But is there anything you know you guys want to say before we go? Any like plugs? Where to find you guys? How to help the thing? One more time, just let everyone know. Yeah. Um, if you if you want to help our film, you can go to americaspolicecrisis.com. Uh, it'll take you to the page that told on our site. All these domains, uh, all these you know, websites go to the, the same site. Uh, statelessfilm.com is our company website. You can learn the, you know, more about us, how to support our ventures. Also, uh, the monopolyonviolence.com will take you to the Monopoly on Violence page of our website, and that'll tell you how you, you, know, you, know, you can 
where you can see that film. You can see it on Amazon Prime streaming for free if you've got Prime, uh, or you can rent it if you don't have Prime. Uh, we can. It's got links to the Blu-ray, so you can uh, you can buy the disc, and uh, you know I, I mail those out every, uh, every you know as soon as I get the orders. And uh, it's also got a link to where you can find it on YouTube, and there's a little uh, bit telling you about the story. And uh, also, you can you can find out who all we've worked with and uh, what they worked on. So it's a good way to keep up with, um, you know, it's like you can see the the collaborators we had for the first film, and many of them are returning for the second film. So, um, yeah, if you ever had any questions about what uh, what Pete and Robert and I are up to, um, you know, statelessfilm.com will will have everything. We're going to start having posts there. Uh, regularly with production updates because you know after we do an interview maybe we'll post a little video snippet let people know uh you know uh, what was happening or or if we need more help you know you'll be able to find out uh, what our specific needs are because you know we may come up with something like we uh need something besides money like we're going to a particular city and we need uh, somebody to help with this or that but um yeah just those three domains but um mainly for the film america's police crisis.com that's uh that's the most important one right now Cool. I just went to the site. I don't, I just donated a few guys over PayPal. You guys, I just sent over you guys a few shekels. So thank you so much. Just now, I, I hope all of you guys listening, you know, whatever you guys can afford, just anything, man. Just send it over, man, because this story needs to be told. Um, links at the bottom of the screen for the website americaspolicecrisis.com. Check that out. Uh, anything, man. I just did it. You know, on you know, just anything you want. It. Just send it over. Just do it now. And Phil's it. a poor. I'm a poor. <laughs> but uh, no. So uh, Pete, uh we're Pete, where can people find you for the time being before you get blocked? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, my Twitter account is anonymous. I, unless you know who what it is, you're not going to know it's me. I cannot okay. put my name. My name. I can't put it on an account. It'll get destroyed <laughs> automatically. I'm permanently banned from Twitter. And, wow. And, and, and this morning, I started a 30 day suspension on Facebook. So, find him on MeWe. Yeah, <laughs> you can find me. You can find me on MeWe and uh, and Instagram. I've been I've been trying to concentrate on the gram a little more. Um, LibertarianInstitute.org, obviously, already mentioned it, and um, Free Man Me on the Wall podcast. Perfect. Well, oh, yeah. I love everything you're doing over there. And like I said, anyone go donate. I just did. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Uh, it was simple. I just did it just for my phone. Uh, yep, Sam. Yep. Thanks, Sam. Said, Thanks for the work. Thank you, do. Sam. Yep. Thanks for watching, Sam. You're, dude, he's been listening the whole time. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> but uh, um, I just want to let you guys know um, if you guys like what we're doing over here on Punk Rock Libertarians, uh, please check out um, our Patreon. We're going to do an after hour show. Pete said he can stick around for a little bit um, afterwards, and we're going to talk a little bit more, get a little more in depth on some things. Uh, if you know, just go over our Patreon. It's for little as like a dollar a month. Just you know, we you can check out that in our whole back catalog of of uh, after hour shows. Um, we also have T-shirts for sale. Oh, before that, we also you know we talked about us uh, prlfans.com. Find out other ways to donate to the show to get access to our after hours. You know, anything. Send us some Bitcoin, some crypto. Do something. Go to prlfans.com. And um, we also, if you guys want T-shirts for sale, we got Punk Rock Libertarians uh, T-shirts uh, over at libertariancountry.com. I believe uh, he just added a bunch of new colors for, you know, not just the, the black T-shirt. So if you want something else, go over there and check it out. Uh, if you use the code PRL or PRL podcast, you get a 10% discount. Use the code PRL2 if you want a 20% discount if you spend $50 or more. Um, tonight, once again, as always, brought to you um, – 
by Moral Bob's newly framed podcast, uh, Hidden in Plain Sight. Moral Bob's a crazy bastard, but we fucking love him. Uh, he helps us out. Uh, so please check Moral, check Moral Bob is cool, and I got to meet him in uh, in Texas this year. So yeah, that's he's, awesome. He's, he's cool. Yeah, uh, he's good people. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I guess um, until next time, peace be with you all. Live free or die. Absolutely!